Healthcare technology management budgets have some very distinct characteristics. However, the basic finance, accounting, and budget principles are all the same. We are going to walk through the three major components of an HTM budget, which is staffing, vendor labor, and parts and materials. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the various financial budget models for an HTM program. Let's start with the major components of an HTM budget. An HTM budget is built like any other business budget, but a key component and often a very significant percent of the overall expense are the expenses associated with staffing. When we think of staffing, we immediately think of the obvious expense of staff compensation. This compensation is made up of wages, benefits, and other expenses associated with being an employer. Staff can be paid through either a salary or an hourly rate. A salary is typically a fixed annual amount that is paid in even installments. These pay periods are most commonly every two weeks, but are sometimes twice a month. Employees who are paid a salary are referred to as exempt. The term exempt refers to the fact that an employer is typically not required by law to pay those staff members overtime wages. Exempt positions are usually performing administrative, executive, or professional duties. Also, positions that are compensated by the work output rather than the hours worked can be exempt. An example is an IT analyst may be developing software or building applications. They're compensated based on achieving the work objective, but not by how many hours it takes for them to achieve that objective. So although they don't get paid overtime for the extra hours they work, they often do enjoy more flexible work schedules, and it doesn't matter when they do the task as long as they are completed by the deadline. Hourly employees are paid by a set wage based on how many hours they work. This can be a fixed number of hours with a set schedule, or it can be variable hours with flexible schedule. This is referred to as non-exempt. The more hours you work, the more money you get paid. And when you reach that threshold of working overtime, you generally will get paid time and a half. From a planning and budgeting perspective, it's easier to think of hourly wages in its annual equivalent. So there's a basic equation you can use, which is your hourly wage, how much you get paid per hour, times the number 2080, 2080. And that is the number of hours that you would typically work in a single year. And that would give you the equivalent of an annual salary. If you are responsible for an HTM department and you're going to add staff, you would obviously budget for that annual salary or that annual salary equivalent. However, what often gets overlooked are the benefits associated with employing that staff member. These are costs that are above and beyond the actual salary that's being paid to the staff member. And this can include things such as health insurance, dental insurance, life insurance, disability insurance, wellness incentives, or other perks offered to an employee as part of their overall compensation package. There's a cost associated with those. So when a manager is building a business case that involves staffing, they need to make sure they consider the expenses associated with the benefits for that staff. Now, there are a lot of variables even within a particular organization because those benefits could vary based on years of service or experience levels or the various positions that are being filled. So a good rule of thumb to use is you take that annual wage and you multiply it by 30% and that could give you an estimated cost of benefits. 
In other words, if you take your annual salary and you multiply it times 1.3, that should give you the total cost of the business for that employee. Other expenses related to staffing are not compensation related. Examples would be training, supplies, tools, office equipment, travel. These are expenses that are essential for a business and they're associated with the staffing and need to be considered in any sort of financial plan or financial analysis. So those are expenses associated with the labor force employed by that hospital or HTM operation. Now what about the labor force that you pay or contract to work in your organization? The vendor labor may be covered as part of a contractual agreement, so you're paying a fixed amount as part of that agreement they are providing that labor to you, or you may be paying as you go, so they bill you for the time, typically at an hourly rate. Oftentimes, you're not only paying the hourly rate of the actual activity when they're doing or providing the service, but you're also paying for their travel possibly their tech support or phone support. And oftentimes there is a minimum charge so that if the service activity only takes say a half hour, yet they have to travel and they have to come on site, they perform the duty and they leave, they may still charge you a minimum of four hours of labor just to assure that it's financially beneficial for them to provide that service at that cost. The third component of an HTM budget is not related to the labor, such as your HTM labor or your vendor labor, but it's the parts and materials that you use for your equipment services program. These parts could be provided as a deliverable associated with a service contract or service agreement, therefore you're not paying for those individual parts. Or you may call a service provider in for demand service and they're charging you time and materials, so they charge you for their labor, which is their vendor labor, and if they need parts, they will order the parts and include that on the invoice as well. So you may have an invoice that has vendor labor as well as parts expenses associated with it. You also may order parts internally without the interaction with a vendor service provider. The HTM staffing labor, the vendor labor, and the parts labor make up those three key components for an HTM budget. There are two HTM budget models that are important to understand, centralized and decentralized. A centralized HTM expense budget is where all the expenses associated with the repair, support, and maintenance of an organization's medical equipment program would reside in a single accounting unit. This includes all expenses for HTM staff, vendor services, and parts used in equipment maintenance. A decentralized budget is where the cost of the equipment maintenance is charged to the accounting unit where the equipment resides. For example, a respiratory ventilator may physically reside in the respiratory therapy department. If that respiratory therapy department budgets and pays for the expense to maintain that equipment, then that is a decentralized model. If the expense for maintaining that equipment resides in a central accounting unit, such as an HTM department, that is a centralized model. There are benefits to each approach, but the key is to build a system that creates the ability for a business to see the data in a way that provides the full picture of the current state and provides a meaningful way to determine what strategies are working and which strategies need to be reconsidered. 
In general, a centralized model provides the most visibility and is most practical for managing the HTM business. But again, the key is to capture all expenses for a service program in a comprehensive perspective, regardless of what your budget model is. The centralized budget approach captures all those expenses in one place, so it's very easy to manage and balance the entire portfolio of your services and your program. It allows you to absorb some of the variability and the volatility of an HTM program and spread the risk over a larger pool of funding. One argument for a decentralized approach is trying to capture the cost of ownership within the departments where that equipment is residing. That may encourage those departments to take some ownership and accountability over managing those expenses. For example, a department who is responsible for the expenses associated with repairing equipment may treat that equipment more carefully than if somebody else was paying for that support and maintenance. The biggest challenge with a decentralized approach is that it's difficult to capture the true total cost. Consider this scenario. A department buys a CT scanner. They pay for the CT scanner and the cost of the service contract for that CT scanner is captured in that local department's budget. Now, the HTM team comes and gets some training, technical training, in order to help support that CT scanner. Now, that technical training was paid for by the HTM department. With that training, the service contract coverage is reduced and the HTM department is providing additional labor, internal labor, to offset the vendor labor associated with that contract, driving down that cost. So now, whereas the total cost of ownership used to reside within that department because it was all under one service contract, now the cost of ownership is spread between that HTM department because they paid for training and they have labor expenses and probably test equipment, and then the department pays for the vendor services. One option is for that HTM department to charge their expenses to that department in order to capture all those costs in one place. But now, consider this scenario. The diagnostic radiology department buys a CT scanner, and now the radiation oncology department buys a CT scanner for patient treatment planning. It's the same CT scanner. So the HTM department gets training and then provides labor in order to reduce the coverages and offset some of the costs and save the organization money. So the vendor costs and the contract costs reside in those two different departments. But the HTM costs reside in the HTM department. Now the training that was obtained by the HTM department in the first scenario could be attributed to or allocated to that CT department, but now you have to split that training between these two departments. The labor you could still charge directly to those departments. Now the training could easily be split between the departments and that would solve that problem. However, typically you're not getting these two CT scanners at the same time, so probably the training took place and was charged to one of the departments, then the other department got the CT, but they didn't have to pay for the training. So you're not capturing the total cost of ownership because you're not equally spreading that cost to the departments it impacts. That's why a centralized approach typically is easier because all of those costs, the contract costs, the vendor costs, the HTM costs, reside in one place and you don't have to worry about figuring out how to allocate or divvy up the expenses in order to capture the true total cost of the service and maintenance program. So there's one option that could be a good compromise. If you take a centralized approach where all the expenses are budgeted in one central location, however, 
from an accounting perspective, you are able to allocate a portion of that overall cost to the individual departments. In other words, my total cost of contracts and vendors and HTM expenses are in one place, and I somehow proportionately divvy up those costs out to the departments of the organization. That allocation could be a fixed amount, so if I take more risk on riskier service strategies as an HTM department, the local departments don't get penalized for it. They are essentially just being allocated a fixed amount every month. Or it could be a variable allocation where if we're under budget, everybody's under budget. If we're over budget, everybody shares a piece of that. But the benefit there is you are able to allocate the true full cost in some way to those local departments, and you're also protecting them from the potential volatility and variability of some of the various service activities. HTM budgets are primarily made up of expenses associated with the HTM department labor force, the vendor service and vendor labor, as well as service parts and materials. Those expenses can be captured in a centralized or decentralized manner, but the most important thing to achieve is a full comprehensive picture of the true total cost of the overall equipment services program, regardless of your budget process and regardless of your accounting practices.